Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today I'm talking once again with my friend Ted. Uh, Ted, as we said before, you're very well traveled. You've worked in lots of places, traveled in lots of places. Well, and thanks now... for having me back on your show, Nick. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, Always a pleasure to come pass by and, uh, and have a chat with you. <laughs> Thank you very much. So you live in Cape Town now, which is a famous city in South Africa. It's a very beautiful city on many rankings, uh, most beautiful city in the world, often lumped with cities like uh, Rio de Janeiro or San Francisco or Paris, you know, all beautiful for different reasons. Okay, and so what's the reason why Cape Town is beautiful? Well, uh, for most people, it's probably the nature. Uh, there's a thousand meter mountain basically looming right over the, cent- the downtown uh, city. And these chain of mountains run all the way to the Cape Point, which is the, well, many people consider it like the, the, the end of Africa, the last. It, it actually isn't the southernmost point in Africa, but it feels like it. it's so remote. Uh, and this ridge goes down for maybe 40 kilometers uh, from, the, from, the, from the downtown all the way to the end where there's a reserve. Uh, it's quite historical. It used, to be, uh, it used to be called the Cape of Storms. That was the original European name when the first European sailors uh, came and they settled in the area. Uh, but it ended up, uh, they needed more settlers to come to, uh, uh, to participate in the farming and to, and to contribute to the society. So they decided to rename it to the Cape of Good Hope, which sounds a little more optimistic, and it worked, apparently. And a lot of people uh, settled. Uh, first, uh, the Dutch that came, the English came later, the English Empire came much later. Uh, there were African, local African tribes uh, that came down and mixed with them over uh, many centuries. I mean, probably uh, yeah, three centuries. Uh, so there's a very, there's a, a quite a, a deep culture on many layers and, and many levels, but I would say most people, yeah, they, they love the spectacular cliffs. There's some animals. There's two of the five um, African penguin colonies in Africa are in Cape Town or in the immediate Cape Town area. Uh, you still see baboons. There's wild ostriches running around. There's a hilarious video on YouTube of ostri- ostriches chasing cyclists at full speed around the Cape, and they run fast. I'd be terrified if that happened to me. Uh, there are beaches. The water's a bit chilly, but there's lots of beaches. Um, uh, there's great white sharks. People go diving, cage diving down there to see them. There's whales that come by. Uh, there's spectacular viewpoints. The sunsets, the light quality is so beautiful there. The sunrises and sunsets are quite magic. Uh, it's it's a uh, you know and apart from the nature, uh, the culture is quite interesting. It's a very mixed culture with different races, different cultures, uh, different influences. Quite a cosmopolitan city. I mean, I've lived in very cosmopolitan cities in my life. Paris, San Francisco, uh, Boston, uh, Singapore. And, you know, I, I put Cape Town right up there with that. Uh, the, the mix of people, the kinds of people are maybe a bit different, uh, but, you know, people are quite tolerant in, 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 that, in the same way. that They just accept you as an individual as much as your, your tribe or your race or, or whatever. You know, there, there's, there's plenty of interesting people to meet. Uh, just, it's basically up to you as a resident to go out and, and, and find, uh, find interesting people and activities that you want to do. So right. you, don't feel, you don't feel trapped there. So I, like, I've just come back from Rio, and it's also a, a city, like, like you mentioned, with this kind of beautiful uh, setting like Cape Town. And in Rio, the, the, the way the city is developed in terms of buildings and everything is dictated by the, by the nature. 
Is it a similar kind of thing in Cape Town with these cliffs? Yeah, very, very much so, yeah. I mean, uh, it, they're, they're not so far apart, but uh, there are very narrow roads that, that run along the cliffs on both sides. There are two oceans, so the, the Cape Point divides the Atlantic Ocean from the Indian Ocean. And the water temperatures are quite different. They can be up to five degrees different on the two sides of, uh, of the Cape. And yes, uh, demographically, they're quite different. Some areas are very expensive. One area called Clifton, which is on the Atlantic coast, is the most expensive real estate in Africa uh, because it's sheltered from the wind. The winds can be, can be, can be uh, fierce in Cape Town, uh, although it rarely gets that cold. The, the weather's quite temperate. It's a Mediterranean climate. Very pleasant, um, and as I, again, the, the water is quite cold, usually between 12 and 18 degrees, so not that many people spend time in the water, except kids, uh, but it's just a very pleasant place, and, and some of the viewpoints are spectacular. If you like hiking, there are endless trails. There's hundreds and hundreds of kilometers of trails that you can do, going crisscrossing, going up and over or across the different mountains or the ridges. Um, there's the, the wine. The wineries are on the flatlands, east of the mountain, so a bit inland, and that's where all of South Africa's wine industry uh, is, is hubbed. I think there are 200 some odd wineries in an area where you could drive across maybe 20 to 30 minutes. So it's, uh, it's quite intense. Right, because that's quite, I mean, South Africa's reasonably famous for wines, but it's all really just in this one area. Yeah, well, in some areas, I would say maybe in, in, in Britain or Australia, more in the English Empire, they're, they're probably well known for their wines. Uh, maybe in Europe, a little less so. Uh, maybe there are many, many, many Germans. Uh, that's probably the dominant uh, European population that goes down there. Many have bought second homes to live down there, and they're quite familiar with uh, with the South African uh, wines and products. Uh, but maybe less so in in the Western Hemisphere, in North America, um, in Asia, probably less as well. And you traveled obviously all throughout Africa and you know all throughout the world, really. But in terms of infrastructure and and things like that, how would you? kind of rate in South Africa or Cape Town? Fabulous. South Africa has fabulous infrastructure. The roads are as good as in Europe or, or North America, far better than what you get most of Asia. Uh, but again, South Africa is a multi-layered world. So there are people that live like uh, before the end of apartheid, for example. I think the a- average per capita salary in South Africa of the whites was higher than in Europe, the average salary. So there are some very wealthy people and there's very good infrastructure and systems in place and then there are people that have nothing and there is there are people that get by on maybe five dollars per day and they have to spend two dollars that on transport just to get to and from work and they're barely surviving the unemployment rate is very high it's very much uh, uh you know have and have not versus have not kind of society like like brazil i'd say there's a lot of similarities there culture they're very similar i my boss in south africa is a brazilian and he thinks it's very comparable. I have another friend who is a British uh, economist. He works for the World Bank, and he has lived a long time in, in Brazil and is now spending time in South Africa. He thinks they're virtually identical. They're, they're as, as close to each other in a socioeconomic way as, any, as, as, as each can find. There's no, there's no closer country to each of them uh, in that, on that kind of theoretical level. That's really interesting. And do you think the gap between the, the rich and the poor is getting bigger? Uh, no, because I'd say everyone overall is the economy is slowing down, uh, which is is normal because in the past there were ten percent of the population that was pocketing all the wealth, and now that uh, laws, uh, uh, equality laws have leveled that playing field, so the rich aren't getting richer. Uh, it's 
Some of the poor are getting richer, but a lot of them are not. So overall, if you had to add everyone up in a in a mishmash, I'd say probably the gap is closing, but slowly. And uh, thing these things don't change quickly. Certainly not fast enough for the the poor, who are hoping for overnight changes which will solve their problems, which won't happen. That's just not how it works, and it's very difficult. And that's part of the political problems that you have today. Uh, people see things from different viewpoints, and some people have a more pragmatic view or more educated view or kind of more realistic view of what can happen, and others have maybe more ideological views, which, uh, you know, every, every everyone has to play their role. I mean, every country's got problems, every society's got problems, and they'll have to work it out uh, in the best way that suits the society. It's quite a unique society. There's no other fusion culture, I'd say, of European and African cultures that you have in Africa or anywhere in the world. I can't think of any offhand. There are cultures where um, uh, there are different cultures that have mixed, like in Madagascar and the Indian Ocean, where there's different historical influences from Africa, from uh, India, even China or Indonesia, and they've kind of created their own uh, culture over the years, but it's quite different than in the situation in South Africa. And, and Namibia, which used to be uh, Southwest Africa, which used to be a German colony, then it became a South African colony. So these places have had European colonizers come in, and they stayed. So unlike the, the European colonizers in other African countries that left, or the ones in Latin America, let's say, that mixed in with the local populations and stayed, he, there in South Africa, they stay, they've stayed pretty much apart. There, there, there is some mixing uh, but it's just a, it's a quirky kind of place. It's not the, it's not a place that's easy to explain. People who come in with black and white categorization in their head aren't going to see the truth. It, it, it probably hinders the truth more than it uh, uh, enlightens, let's say. All right. Very interesting. Thank you very much. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Music